Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Hey, so if you have dieted a number of times and you can't figure out how to stick to that diet, or if you feel locked in a cage, constantly worrying and thinking about food, or conversely, maybe you think about food all the time and you can't stop craving and desiring it, thus leading to overeating. Or maybe you're a professional that works with clients who have these issues. This and all of these reasons are why I am launching and will continue to launch new four-week groups to help you continue to overcome your emotional eating and recognize that emotional eating is about emotions and those emotions can be restriction, constriction, and then overindulgence. Overcoming emotional eating is about any and all of it. And that's what I work with in my groups. Come on board. Our next groups start on Monday, April 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern or Thursday, April 13th at 12 p.m. Eastern. Join me. Go to www.wendyfrancis.com and click on the top red button to join my group today. Thank you so much for listening. Yay. So one of my favorite topics, I have many of them I've come to realize. I've been doing this call, I think it's now hmm, six years. It's been a long time. It started out Thursday nights at five and now it's Monday nights. But in any case, I have done this type of call in both in a, in a call, in a speaking engagement, and trainings, but I really wanted to bring it to you tonight because it's really imperative, and I've added a different twist to this because it's something I've been thinking about for the last week based on a group I'm working with, and it's come up for years in my private practice work and in group work. I think I've just never really thought to put it out there in the way that I am today. So I would love to hear from you about tonight's call because we know obviously that things can make us overeat, overindulge. They can change the way we eat. Even if someone doesn't regularly overeat, give them a really, really stressful day and sleep deprive them and add more stress on top of it when they come home and watch their eating change, even if it's just for the night or for the moment. There are many things that can trigger us either to undereat or restrict or to overeat. And there are reasons why that is. And I'm going to dive into that tonight because obviously we know that emotions, at least I know that emotions impact our food, weight, and body. It is a common misconception that our emotions or our psychology are not related to the food, weight, and body. It absolutely is. And the more psychological relationship we find, the more physiological relationship we find. In fact, we know 
that our thoughts lead to our emotions, which then can move us into action. Now, that's true around almost anything that we do, right? If your alarm goes off in the morning, the thought might be, I got to get up because I got to get to work. Now, there may be an emotion that comes behind that, whether it's excitement, whether it's worry or frustration, or, oh gosh, I just want to go back to sleep desperation. But then, in fact, we get up, or we hope we get up, or we hit the snooze button, right? But there's an action that follows that. So we can understand that line of thinking when it comes to regular things like that. But for so many years, people didn't put the same ABC sequence to food. We know with food, if we have a thought, oh, I really would like a hot fudge sundae, and then there's a craving that comes from that or an emotion, a different kind of emotion that comes from that, and then, in fact, we move into action. Conversely, we can start with an emotion we may not even realize, whether it's anger, stress, worry, fear, frustration, loneliness, boredom, desperation, apathy, guilt, the list can go on and on. I think there's over 102 feelings if we really want to get down to it, and I am not going to read those off today. Not today. (laughs) But the truth is, any thought can trigger any emotion, but the truth is, a lot of times, the emotion can be triggered. We may not even recognize the thought, and before we know it, we're in the action. And so often, that's what happens with food, which is super interesting if you think about it. It's one of the ways that we move in a reactive-based pattern in our life regularly. And for many of us, we may not be in a reactive-based motion in other aspects of our life. But in food, it can, in fact, and is for many people true. Feel the emotion, don't even recognize it, have the thought, may not even recognize that, and you're already in action. It happens that fast. That's the reality. So what can we do about that? And there is many things, but I'm going to bring you one. I always bring you an obstacle or a problem and then a solution. But the reality is you can do it simply by understanding Thought, emotion, action. If you're not driving and you're sitting and you have a piece of paper in front of you, just write thought, arrow, emotion, arrow, action. It's an easy way to begin to hone down anything that you want to change in your life. So I'm going to speak about food in particular and eating right now, but you can do this with anything. So, for example, if you can't get up when you hit that alarm clock button and you keep snoozing four times, well, what if you change the thought when you first got up? That would help with a different emotion, which might change the action, right? Different thoughts can lead to those different emotions. And it's important that you can at least understand thought, emotion, and action so that you can, in fact, change the trajectory of the way that you move into action and not reaction around your food. So for example, if your thought is, she always does this to me, and there's an anger that happens in your amygdala, right, the anger, the emotional component, there's also a reaction that happens in the body. And so whether your neck constricts, your shoulders constrict, your jaw constricts, your fist clench, 
And then the action could be eating, finding food, grabbing chips, getting the bag, putting it in front of the television to try and numb out, right? So if you simply begin to write that down and understand the pattern, it can help you crack your own code. For example, another example, the thought, I'll never change. I'll never change. Well, that can lead to the emotion of hopelessness or apathy. Underneath that could be some frustration. And then there is something that usually happens in the body when people feel that, when people feel hopeless or apathetic, whether it's they slump their shoulders and they kind of dive into a fetal position on a couch. And the truth is then there can be the eating that comes from that feeling. Another one, I shouldn't eat this, but no one can tell me what to do. Underneath that emotion, I would say surface emotion of that is rebelliousness. It happens for many people. You got a little rebel in there. I've done many podcasts, many calls on the rebel. And the rebel can be super fun if you keep that rebel in your life in positive ways. But if you put it in your food in negative ways, it can take you down. So that rebelliousness with anger underneath it, and then boom, you move into eating. You might choose different foods at different times, but there's usually a pattern. So the first thing to do would be just to begin to write. If you find yourself in reactionary pattern with food, oh my gosh, I don't even know how I ate the half a bag of chips. Oh, wait a minute. I'm on my 15th spoonful of the Ben and Jerry's that was in the fridge. What's going on, right? If you recognize your inner reaction with food, you can trace it backwards. So what's the emotion? And then what's the thought? And if you start to write things down, you can see the pattern. So with what emotion do you eat what food? With anger, do you eat chips? With hopelessness, do you eat ice cream? Those are just some options, but there's a lot of different foods and a lot of different emotions. If you can't get to your emotions, I simply tell people usually, just think about it as a four-part quadrant. Is it bad? Is the emotion bad, sad, angry, or glad? I know that sounds basic, but if you can build a foundation of emotional health with your food, you can do it with anything. And so this is really helpful. So if you're not sure how you're feeling, then just understand it. Are you feeling bad? Are you feeling sad? And then, in fact, you can see where that goes in your food and what happens with that. So then you can start to get when every time I feel bad or angry or sad, then I go for this type of food. Well, then you get the pattern. Once you get the pattern of anything, right, it's like I don't crochet or stitch or, or knit, but I know there's a pattern to it. I, I get that. I used to do the looping. I'll have to think of the name of it, but when I was young, like nine. <laughs> but the reality is there was a pattern to that. There's a pattern to everything that we do in life when we do something over and over again. Just like when you get in your car to drive it, there's a pattern. You might open the car door first and put your purse in the middle console. I might open the car door first and put my purse in the back seat. But inevitably, we both do a pattern that we do each time. 
recognize that, right? When you get in your car, when you get in the shower, how people wash themselves in the shower, how you clean your house, how you do your dishes, those are all patterns. We run patterns all day long. In fact, it's really cool if you sit back and you think about the patterns that you run, you actually would be astounded. I get astounded and a little overwhelmed, I'm going to admit, when <laughs> I think about the patterns I run. But it's interesting to know because if you want to change a pattern, you got to understand it first. But there's one big emotion that so many people don't talk about when it comes to emotional eating or emotional under eating, right? Because for many people as well, right, I'm talking about the converse, they might get stressed or they might feel anxious and they don't eat. Now, if that happens for a day or two or three, at some point you're going to get really, really hungry. And then you might move into an overeating pattern. Or for my clients with anorexia, they stayed in a restrictive pattern. So we know that this one feeling is a feeling that's not talked about. I did a video on it today on all my Facebook pages, on my Facebook, my Insta, my LinkedIn pages, because it is like resonating so hard with me right now. And I'm going to think about what I can do with it. But first thing I'm going to do is tell you guys. So the biggest emotion that is underneath all of our food behaviors and many others but I'm just going to stick with food for today, is the feeling of safety. The feeling of safety. Here's the thing. When we don't feel safe with ourselves and we don't trust ourselves, we don't feel safe with what we'll do with a certain food in our home, well, the gig is up then. When you don't feel safe, it's a primal need. And when the primal need is not met, all bets are off with how you behave. That's the truth. Because when we don't feel safe, we're in an element of fight flight. We don't, we feel like there is a threat. And if that threat in fact is us, we are really in an incongruent position, juxtaposition, so to speak, because wow, there's a threat, but that threat is me. And I'm the only person that I can rely on to fix this threat, but I can't fix this threat. And wow, am I really unsafe. And we don't even realize that, in fact, many people laugh. And I understand why they laugh, but when you really think about the core of it, in a way, it's very sad. You know, I can't trust myself with those potato chips in the house. And then people will laugh. Oh, I can't trust myself with cookies in the house, or I can't trust myself with that. What you're saying right there is I don't feel safe with me. And those foods because you see if you don't trust somebody you don't feel safe with them and you have to feel safe and secure to flourish I'm gonna say it again you have to feel safe and secure to flourish so what we know makes us feel safe is trusting right if you don't feel safe with another individual it's because they have breached your trust somehow some way some worse than others but once that trust is broken and you don't feel safe, it is the hardest thing to get back. That's the truth. If you don't hold up to your end of the bargain, so let's say you try to rebuild safety with yourself. Okay, I'm going to try this diet again. And you try it. You've got it written down and you're ready. And then a couple of days go by and you go, oh, I know I should be eating X, Y, and Z, but 
I'm going to slip up and go off this trail and eat this way. And right there becomes the feeling of, I can never do this. I can't trust myself. And in that, then, we don't feel safe within ourselves, by ourselves, and for ourselves. Now, I want you to really think about this because it's the most important lesson maybe that I've ever taught in a strange way. Because the feeling of safety is the best and only feeling that we need in this life. That's the truth. Everything else comes and stems from that. So when you say, I can't eat this, or I can't have that, or I don't trust myself with this, and that feeling of unsafety is there for you, you have to rebuild it with yourself. And people don't think about it in this way. But it's true. If you don't trust yourself, you have to rebuild that trust in order to feel safe with yourself. One of the most interesting things that came from me being an only child, because quite frankly, my childhood was fairly lonely in an odd way. Not my adolescence, but my childhood. I was an only child. I was raised by a single mother who was hardly ever home. But the one thing I learned is that I could rely on myself. I cooked for myself at a very young age. I did my own laundry. My mom was not, she was mentally ill. And so I had to really, I had to really either I was going to like fly or die. So at an early age, I was depending on myself. One of the biggest things that came out of that is that I learned to trust me. And I learned that I was safe. I haven't always been in safe situations. I haven't always been with safe people. I totally recognize that, and I'm learning, right? We all learn things. But we've got to feel safe with ourselves. And in order to do that, then, you've got to learn how to trust yourself. So you've got to rebuild the trust. But how do you do that, right? How do you begin to build the trust? You've got to in order to really do this. And what that is, is it's taking little steps. So when you, in fact, do what you say you're going to do with your food, you've got to recognize it. See, so often people skip over that and they go, oh, yeah, I did my meal plan today. Okay. And they move on. Well, that's where the capture is. The capture is catching that moment where you did it, where you did what you said you were going to do. I did what I said I was going to do. And so, look, I am trustworthy. I did what I said. That begins to build the internal trust within yourself. And then it will enable you eventually as you keep building upon that trust to enable you to feel safe within yourself. Without safety, guys, we can't flourish in our food. We can't really eat how we want to eat, when we want to eat, because there's so many emotions that then come rising in around the feeling of safety or unsafety, and then you're off in the storm of 102 different emotions that can fly in there. If you don't have you at, at being the ship captain, you can't infect, in fact, weather that storm. So think about that. Find that feeling of safety to flourish, and it really will enable you to get where you want to get with your food, weight, and your body. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Rate, review, and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next overcomer.